going on, y'all? Welcome back to Jersey Cotton. I know it's been a little bit of a break. Uh, I had a lot going on, was on the road a lot, as well as just took a little time off. Kev, I know he was, you know, his living his life. And Kevin and I actually linked up in Jersey City. It was funny, y'all. So I was in Jersey City and Kev was in Hoboken, which is, for those who don't know, kind of that whole New Jersey, New York metropolitan area that's like the next town over and we didn't plan it which was like the best part about the whole thing we didn't plan it he was just like yo are you down the street and i was like yeah <laughs> so we made that happen which was awesome um and we got the hangout because i hadn't seen him in a while but um with all that being said we have a very very special guest um julius chestnut one of our friends who kev played with nope you just missed him yeah Andrew wow. played with him. Andrew played with him. Okay. I coached. and But it's weird because I feel like as we even get into this, you guys are probably going to feel like Juju's one of those people who age doesn't matter. He's just like a – he's such a good person that you feel like he's just one of the homies regardless. Almost one of those people when you first meet them, you feel like they could jump right into your friend group from home and it would be all love. So what, um, with all that being said, man, Julius Chestnut, man, welcome, bro. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome to Jersey Kai. We happy to have yes, you. Sir. Appreciate for having me. Yes, yes, man. Um, so Juju, we usually do a recap, kind of like our past couple weeks. I kind of let everybody know, you know, I was on the road traveling. I was in New York, Jersey, Long Island. Got to see some friends. Um, Juju, what what has your past three weeks? I know you had a lot going on. Talk, just you know, give us a highlight or two. You got a couple, so talk to us. Yeah. Uh, Starting a championship game a couple weeks ago, then playing playing in Delaware last weekend. Uh, just crazy, crazy three weeks uh, in the past, but uh, fun, very fun. Word, word, Kev. How about you? Talk to me. Just like UG, I've been a busy a busy bee up here. I've been shooting back and forth from Jersey. As Gordon had mentioned, this is the first time that uh, Jersey Cotton was actually in Jersey together, which is uh, a nice little thing to hear, given the fact that we're both not even remotely close to Jersey currently. But um, yeah, other than that, my sister's birthday was this past weekend. She had a, a, a good little thing going at a bar in Hoboken as well. So we, we had some some good times this far. Watched the, the shoe playoff game. So that was pretty sweet. The NFL draft, I was a little skeptical with my Giants at first, but they had seemed to do pretty well. But other than that, that's pretty much rounding up the past three weeks or so. So things are definitely going good. Word, word. All right, so just to give you all a little bit on – Julius Chestnut. I, and matter of fact, before we even do that, let's let's real quick, Kev, give me your initial thoughts of Juju when you first interacted with him. When do you remember that first interaction? I think we may have met not even uh, in the like the football setting. I think it was maybe more off campus or something along those lines. And I, like you had just mentioned, G, like that, like he was just more so of a kid that you immediately uh, were drawn to in regards to just being a very proactive type of personality, like, like it, it felt like you had known this kid for a couple of years prior to even just initially meeting him, which is a very rare circumstance. I mean, even prior to meeting Juju, you know that he had a ton of talent and was killing it on the field and all these things. So, and even from what Andrew had told me and Sokol and Cudahy and all those guys that he does play with now, or he had played with in the past, it was literally nothing but, but good things to come from, both of those aspects in regards to what Julius is all about. So that, that was my necessarily initial thought. And obviously I knew that he had a ton of talent on the field and personally from seeing him. So right. all positive from my end, I can say. Right. And likewise here, all positive. <laughs> and my biggest thing was, I want to say it was just like a visit. I, I see you on your visit, met the fam, kind of the interactions. I remember when like Gardner was recruiting you, um, I remember the whole process to be completely honest, like, cause I remember everything kind of happened a little late and I was just like, we like, we were a little unsure, you know, and I, I remember when you came in, I was, I'm going to be all the way real with you. I remember there was another back that had came in with you, obviously, um, was, Ju was juice still here or was it just juice? Uh, had left. Juice yeah. had just left. Okay. Um, but Meech was still here. I know mm -hmm. for sure. And I just remember like, I wasn't, 
I will say in a sense of this, from interactions that people had with me when I first got here, like we we both knew from both our cases or people knew in both our cases that like we had some ability. But with that being said, it was like, you know, we'll see when they when they get here, you know, um, obviously things happen, you know, <laughs> for both of us, we were playing freshman year and it was like, oh, like we, we as a as a staff, like we didn't we not even didn't miss. It was like we got a got a guy and more importantly and everybody says this this is i'm no i know you hear this all the time but and i want everybody who's listening to understand it's like man as far as a person goes like people always say that about you it's so constant but it's so true um and i think that's why you hear the continuity across all boards whether it's a coach whether it's somebody um just on a broadcast uh a teammate's uh, teammate's parent like everybody always says that like when you interact with you it's a blessing and um that's facts bro and i don't know that just makes me proud like like you know what i mean they, they, they hear that and, and i'm not coaching anymore but just to, to be able to know you is dope it's dope just because you're a good person and kev knows i'm big on that like when i'm interacting with people and i link with people in the city and my friends meet my friends like i want that to feel real seamless you know what i mean no fr- i don't want friction and when you meet you there's no friction um if i had to describe it that's the best way i would i would put it so um yeah, man, I just I just had to let the people know about that. The football stuff, yeah, that's cool, but 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 you're you're a great person, and 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 that's definitely that's definitely better. Appreciate uh, that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So after uh, Gordon and I explaining to the people about who Julius Chestnut is from our eyes, maybe it probably be best to get it from your perspective in regards to introducing yourself to the our listeners. I feel like it would be good to give an understanding of who exactly Julius Chestnut is? Uh, just chill, you know, laid back. Uh, funny, goofy, really. Uh, I make jokes a lot. Uh, just I just sit there, smile really is my thing, you know. Uh, everybody always talk about ah, I'm always smiling. And, and somebody would know if something's wrong with me, if I'm, if I'm just sitting there, I'm not, I'm not giggling, I'm not smiling, something, something definitely wrong. And then, and that's one that's one trait that I try to take with me throughout throughout my life. And I've been like that growing up. And my parents always tell me, smile, smile, smile. And it's just it's just something I try to keep with me. That's so true. And I can stamp that. I, I think very much so. Your, your smile is contagious. Your energy is contagious. You um you definitely walk through life with a child's eye, like point of view about things. Um, I don't know if you do that consciously but you feel it It, like life is a very much a feeling process and i definitely Mm -hmm. feel that with you and i say that i feel it because i try to do the same thing like kev knows i think even when i was with kev we were joking laughing like i'm silly and even at the game i was sitting next to o'neill and i was sitting next to um ram sharon and like literally if you ask those guys the delaware game like i'm i'm the oldest one there but i'm the one that's the most silly so i'm laughing cracking up like because i just think life is more beautiful when you kind of enter every situation with that don't get me wrong there's a time and place but even on the field and kev will tell you there's times where like i would be like silly in the middle of the game we're like losing and i'm like no it's all good i'm like joking around but man and then they like i said i i like the 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 way you you really approach everything and i I think that's kind of a beautiful beautiful thing about you when you when you get around you it's like man this guy just feels like it's it's he has like a lightness to him you know like it's it's very light and and easy to be around you so um i appreciate that if nobody's ever told you that i appreciate that because you just make people feel very much comfortable so um yeah man i would just say that um like we all played football at sacred heart i mean Gordon was lucky enough to play at the next level. I'm sure you'll get the shot as well, Juju. But like you were all, we all at one point or another played a kid's game for as long as we did into our early twenties and so on and so forth. Like if you're, if you don't have that sort of childlike mentality about playing a literally a kid's game, like you're taking things way too serious. And I know it's very easy to get caught up and especially in everything in regards to being told what you're, what you're doing from coaches is just do your job, like corrections, technique, blah, blah, blah. It's very serious. Everything's very important. Study your playbook. You have to be in your studying 24 seven from academics to the just football itself. 
And it's very easy to get caught up in that. But I, like you, you both have that same sort of mentality where you, you're both smiling. And if you're not smiling, like, especially from my personal perspective with Gordon, like, you know, that Gordon is not one person to be around when he's not smiling or he's not, not saying it's a bad thing, but you're just very much <laughs> like, all right, like this is very, very serious. Exactly. But I think it's right. a great place and mentality to kind of have going moving forward, especially in playing football at a collegiate level. I mean, for sure, it's definitely important for sure. All right. So, Let's get into it a little bit, Juju. Um, when did you know? And I, I asked a lot of people who have success in whatever um, their concentration is, right? When did you know you had some type of ability um, in this game? Was there like what was it? Was there like an aha moment? And what age? When I when I first started my for my first year playing pads. No, I actually, I'm going to take it back to flag. When I was in flag, I was on the all-star team of Maryland. And and I was like, I literally had like five touchdowns. And it's like, all right, I'm literally scoring every touchdown. I'm, I'm doing everything. But when I got, when I put the pads on, I grew up with older kids. So I'm, I'm getting hit playing in the backyard. Like, so it's like, when I put the pads on, it's really nothing to me. So it was just like, I'm scoring four touchdowns this game, five touchdowns this game, my first year, and I'm like, all right, like this, this might be me. But, but the thing about it, the first sport I picked up wasn't even football. I, my first thing was it was golf. Like I, I had, I had golf clubs in my hand before I put a football in my hand. So it was just, it was something that I, I grew up, I grew up playing golf. But nah, I, I put golf sticks in my hand before I had a football in my hand. Um, was that Pops, Mom's influence? Whose influence was that, the golf thing? Definitely my dad. I was playing in golf tournaments young. Um, okay. I never won one. It was always – I always keep it second. It was always something, but nah, I, I love golf. Um, who's better current day, you or Pops? Oh, Pops. Pops. Okay. Sure. He, he can do it? He, he, he pretty nice. He okay. Okay. Respect. What what grade did you start? Would you did you put the pads on, Juju? Um, second grade. Okay. Second grade was when I was. When so I started. you started playing flag in first in first grade. I so think so. Prior to that, or I think I think it might have been a little bit, and no, it might have been first grade. I think it was a year before I put pads on, and that's when it was like, all right, it's time. That yeah. so th- see, that's crazy to hear. I mean, that's very on par. That's exactly the time period that I did. It was in pads between second and third grade. I'm sure Gordon was as well, mm-hmm. but. Like you, you hear now more and more people that like a lot of states or even some counties are not even allowing kids to put pads on until like seventh grade or middle school or even entering the high school level because there's such a fear of the CTE coming about and stuff like that. So it's good to hear that. I, I always, I'm, I, I myself, I'm going to throw my kids in at a younger age if they so choose to have any interest in that. But I, I just think that's very important. And I, I, I thought that was very interesting to hear, especially you're a couple of years younger than both of us. So. Yeah, it's good I'm, to see that this is coming up. So, what were you gonna say, sir? I actually, I actually am young for my grade. Like, I'm supposed to be a sophomore. So, going into playing football, I played up every mm-hmm. year. So it was just that was that was one thing that, that I think helped me was just playing up a grade, and nothing really scared me after that. Awesome, and that kind of positioning so we're going to fast forward through your peewee and you you go to archbishop spalding tell us what it's like there competitively did you have a shot starting as a freshman like what what was your experience like there uh it was it was a fun experience um actually i think i did not play on varsity my freshman year uh i played on the freshman team but which i think was a a great thing for me um developing learning learning playbooks because like I said in peewee I was literally just hand me the ball and let me do work but going to freshman learning different things learning the speed of the game learning different different ways I can approach it was just was helpful for me instead of jumping right into varsity sophomore year I played varsity but I didn't play offense I played strictly defense because of I had two two older guys ahead of me that you know what I'm saying was was ordering was uh better at the moment but um throughout Throughout my next two years, I started as the starting running back and had like 30 or something touchdowns in my those two years. So 
um it was a very fun experience real quick 30 a piece like 30 30 no no or? no no th- 30 total 30 total i'm about to say hold up nah, 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 nah. i was gonna say that's good because uh I think I had 23 my senior year. So I was like 30, like he did 30, 30 back to back. That's crazy. He went off. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I think I had, I think I had 22 my junior year, Oh, but slow down my, slow down my second year. I understand. I understand. Yeah. I had broken arms. So it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Crazy. Excuses. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So let's fast forward again. Right. We go to we end up at shoe, right? What's your thought process going in as a as somebody like myself? I think Kev as well. We've talked about it with other people on here. Did you feel like you were a little under recruited? Kind of talk to me. Do that. At first, I was. I was in that. I was in that mindset because, like I said, I was I was balling my my junior and senior year. So it was like, like what's going on? But also. Going into going into college, my grades was not good, so it was just like I know that's playing a factor in in, in to this thing. So it was just like I'm hearing these other schools, these big name schools. They they come to my school, they talk to me, but then time things come transcript, bah, 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 and it's, it's not working. And then Shu just gave me the opportunity, and I was like, all right, they they sticking with me right now, like. I, they stick with me, so it's 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 the opportunity that God has dealt, and I feel like, all right, I'm here. Respect. Doesn't that oddly sound so familiar, G? That's yeah, so right. funny. Literally, every single situation is situ- and, and so whether it's grades, I, I got injured. G was just flat out under recruited. Like, Shu <laughs> was just somehow was the always the one at the end of the day still there, and it's just. It's hilarious. Um, now, now with that, did you uh, your initial thoughts of Sacred Heart was it you were you felt like it was home, or was it more so along the lines as hey, this is really one of the only D one schools that I have. Like, I'm just gonna see what it's like there and go from there. Or just give me your initial thoughts about what you had of Sacred Heart in general. When I when I first heard about Sacred Heart, Coach uh, Coach Manetti, the the women's basketball coach, is one of my dad's good friends. So I knew I knew Coach Manetti and I knew Sacred Heart, but I didn't know too much about it. Um, coach Gardner had called my coach and had brought me in his office and was just like, "Hey, we want to offer you." And I'm like, "All right." But, and I found out Coach Gardner was at the doctor's office with his wife and kid, and I'm like, "All right." This man taking his time out of his day with his wife and kid. I'm like, "This, this is serious." You Yo, know? that's a fact, bro. If somebody at the hospital about to they about to find out about the baby and everything, he over he recruiting you still. That's respect, yeah. bro. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, I must mean something. Like, I, I'm definitely on the top of the board. So it's just like, all right, I'm gonna see what it's talking. I came on my official visit, and it's it's crazy to think like. Sacred Heart is is so similar to my high school Spalding, so it's like, like it's not a big school. Not everybody knows about it. Um, the teachers, the teachers are right there with you. It's not no broad classroom where it's five hundred people in this class and you're just a number. Um, you can literally go talk to a teacher, like like it's a regular, you know, what I'm saying teacher, and and that's what I felt like was it was a good opportunity for me just as an academic standpoint, because I know if it was somewhere else, I, I personally wouldn't have done well. So it was just um, like that, things like that just, just helped me gradually do that process and, and just showed me that this was the right choice. I definitely can relate to that, Juju. Uh, I went to my graduating class at St. Joe's in high school was 83. So for me, I knew all of my teachers. I knew pretty much everybody in each class. It was very much an intimate setting in the sense of like you had one-on-one time if you needed it or you wanted it. Um, and and I think I really liked that going into Secret Heart as well. That, that was one of the biggest things. I had to offer to Albany and I remember walking into like a lecture hall and it was 400 people and it was a huge, it was like a stadium, like almost like a, it was stadium seating. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is for me. Nah. <laughs> So I definitely feel you with that. Okay, so you're at Shoe now. Year one happens, right? Um, I want to say 2018 this is. And you end up winning NEC Rookie of the Year. 
how did that happen? And what do you remember most about that year? Uh, winning the championship that year was probably the most I remember. Um, but having having fun was 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 probably up there as well. Just being there my first year, uh, learning the ropes, learning new things. Um, the speed of the game was totally different from from high school. Um, play it, man. You, I, real, real quick, real quick. Can you can you go into that? Because I always I like to I like to really let the young kids who listen to this understand, or people who don't play football, who maybe those fans who are watching NFL games are like, oh, this this guy, you know, he can't cover. And he like, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the I don't like the ignorant. Not calling them. Mm-hmm. Like, they just don't know because they've never don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you dive into what was faster? What what did you notice? Uh, I by f- the first day of camp, my first day, I was there. Aaron Donaldson, defensive end. I got the ball one play. I tried to do too much in the backfield. He grabbed me up. He said, <laughs> "I'll never forget." He was like, "He was like, you ain't going nowhere. I'm here all day." And just threw me, and I was like, "All right, all right, I can't do that no more." I was like, "All right, I can't do that no more." And I, I look at film, I'm like, "All right, I'm doing too much now. I just gotta hit it." And it's just if it's a hole there, just hit it. And and that's one thing, people from high school, you you do like you people from high school is 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 playmakers, and there's and there's other people. You know what I'm saying? It's people that play football in high school, and there's some people that's just there. They want to be on the team, but if you're in college. Everybody is there for a specific reason. So everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody knows everything. So I'm like, all right, now I got to I gotta actually get my playbook. I got to learn coverages. I got to learn things like that. I got to know what I'm looking at, different holes to fit, and, and where these D linemen are setting up. And that's one thing I think I, I progressed in my game is knowing what the defense is doing before I get the ball. So I think that's what helps. Gee, what was your defining moment, the difference? Um, what was the biggest difference for me? Um, I had, yeah, I had an aha moment. It wasn't, I was so mentally prepared again. I, and Kev, you know, I have to go back to where I'm from. So if you listen to earlier episodes, anybody like I was out there with NFL guys at 16, 17 at Donio park playing. So like I knew the speed, but that's still at home practicing. Like, you know what I mean? It's still, it's still guarded a little bit. Like there's no video going to be released. Like that's the, that's the crib. Like we all trying to get better. So with that being said, um, this guy's name was real. So we played, we played Marist. Marist. Yeah. And I think I said, it's a receiver. Yeah. It was a receiver cover two. We were in cover two and I never forget. I was like 12 yards deep from, um, from the line of scrimmage and I started backpedaling and I checked the quarterback first, which, now as i'm learning remember i was that was my first snap ever like first first snap first game starting and i don't even do the first thing i don't check one first to see that he give it outside release or inside release based you know if i need to weave a little wide or whatever the case may be don't even do that i'm looking at the quarterback i look i'll take a couple back pedal steps and i look to the right juju this man is literally next to me like per like on this, like on the same level, on the same yard line as me, and I'm like, bro, you're still going backwards. I'm like, bro, how did he? How's like, how did he get? How did he get so far downfield so mm-hmm. fast? And I didn't realize like game speed is completely different than practice. Like completely. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, we get it at practice, but like it's something different about the game. And anybody who's been around like a me, you, Kev knows like, yo, we move different game day like you're gonna see the yeah. difference so um that was kind of that the aha moment but um i knew like all right i gotta level up i gotta level up especially if i'm out here as a freshman i gotta level up yeah yeah so, so that was it for me for sure uh when but winning nec rookie of the year was was a crazy thing for me though um i i wasn't like that wasn't even a thing in my head going into the year it was just like all right i'm gonna win nec rookie of the year uh, it was just I'm about to try to get on the field because at that time it was Meech and Eli ahead of me and me and Julian were competing for a third string spot. So it was just like, all right, I got to go in here. I got to fight. And unfortunately, Eli went down and gave me that that chance in the first game to to show what I could do. I had two touchdowns and I won NEC rookie of the week that week. And it was just like, all right, I'm here now. If I'm not mistaken, you won four times that first year. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's bro. First of all, congrats. I know I've said it Thank to you, you, but congrats in four weeks 
of 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 winning that award, man. Like young guys out there, like that's major. You're gonna see the difference. That's major to to to, to have that much production at what 17, 18 years old. Seventeen, yeah, I was younger. Right, right, right. Like to give my aha moment, Juju. Uh, it was against Wagner. It was this my freshman year. This is the year that we first won the NECs in two thousand thirteen, and we mm-hmm. this was against our this. They gave us our first loss. It was against Wagner, and Kellen, the the starting linebacker at the time, went down, and I was the first one to come in. And the kid I had to go against was named Dominique Williams. He was he played the. Uh, he played for the Vikings. I think he got drafted in like the sixth or seventh round, something like that. And like our old D, D coordinator, Wiss, was like, yeah, we're going to go black. And I'm like, which is man. He's like, mm-hmm. what? And I was like, like maybe 200 pounds soaking wet. And this kid was a beast, a beast. Kev, but real dude. quick. Real quick, Juju, he from South Jersey, by the way. He played in my yeah, Bridgeton. He liked yeah. that. Just that's what I'm saying. We, we got dogs, bro. We got dogs. Yeah, breed him. <laughs> we breed him. <laughs> Go ahead, Ken. My bad. Go that ahead. that right there. Thankfully, like he run us. He ran a swing route, and like he didn't get the ball. But I was like, that I, he didn't even have to do anything, and I was sh- like shitting my pants. I was like, this is just like I better buckle the fuck down and get this figured out yeah. because this is ridiculous. But. So, as G had mentioned here, Juju, you ended up winning for, uh, NEC Rookie of the Year. You're kind of split in times with Meech, who has been there for a couple of years, and he's still playing collegiately over at South Dakota State, which they're, we, we know the kind of perennial powerhouse that they are year in, year out. And then you roll around to 2019. You kind of take over as that lead back, still splitting a little bit of carries. You end up going for over 1,500 yards, over 10 touchdowns. And people get really kind of introduced to Julius Chestnut as a whole. Did did was there maybe a defining factor in that offseason that like made the turning point? Was there something in the spring that kind of helped you out? Or is there certainly kind of like a mentality change that that kind of helped you take that next step? I know that you were succeeding your freshman year, but kind of go into that a little bit in regards to really stepping out of and really popping onto the scene for the most part. Um, actually, it, it was probably when I talked to Coach G one day, and he and he said he said, "Look, I know you, I know you successful right now. I know you remember this, Coach G." He said, "I know you successful right now, but remember, stay humble." And it was like, "All right, like, hey, I am humble." But he was like, "Look, it it happened." He was just like, "Stay humble," and that and that thing like just just made me just just keep going, like keep fighting. It is more, it's more, it's more. And I think that was a turning point for me. That's dope. That's dope to hear that that stuck with you. And I, I remember, I remember saying that because I knew you had like it, like you, so, again, we both played it. We both could play, right? Like you obviously still playing, but like I seen it. So I'm like, all right, he young, but he's, he got it. I think the biggest thing that I've seen from a lot of kids, even high school, even college, is like they get that little touch of success. And I, I didn't see the, and I think I mentioned it to you. And I'll be specific, like, man, I seen the. All right, now they going out messing with the girls every night. You know, now, now they going out drinking. Now they want to get involved with another crowd, like just dumb stuff. And I remember, um, I just remember saying to you, like, bro, all that's gonna come, but. At the end of the day, I, and I, I was really talking from my experience of playing at the next level, more so like, bro, handle your business here. All of whatever that mix was, all of that is a lot cooler. If if that's your thing, which I, from what I understand, it's not like, bro, it'll be even liver there. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. this is cool. This is like, I'll say it like this, like, this is high school. But in college, this is high school ish. Like, wait till you feel me. Like, it's different. So, yeah. handle your business now, bro. And in all seriousness, but I'm I'm happy that that did stick with you because I always wanted to. And and I'll be honest, like I always wanted to really have even a deeper conversation with you. And we can have it still. Like you still balling. Like you still in college. But bro, so much more. Just perspective. I can I can give you. Um, not even on the field, off the field stuff. On the field, bro. That's you. Like you handle that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, bro, damn, that's dope. But I, I do remember that. I remember, I remember talking to you and, and and almost checking you, like, all right, like you did good, but like, 
don't fold. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't fold now. Like, yeah, because I think I was, I think I was going to, I was going to a film and I had, sh- I had showed my little highlights or something like that. I had did something good and you was yeah. like, look, you did, but okay, right. yeah, 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 like okay, yeah, right. and and I and I'm happy you said that. Uh, that's a big thing. Like, people who are great do all the things that looks elite to people who aren't great. Mm-hmm. We like we do it normally, like that's normal to us, right? And it has to get you almost have to get numb to it. You almost have to get numb to like the oh yeah, that's a great job. Yeah, it's a great job, but like all right, I worked for it to look that effortless, mm-hmm. you know. So obviously that's why it's, it's such a blessing to see 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 your success now. But damn, bro, to, to hear that like that that stuck with you is is is, is pretty dope. I will um, say uh, Juju that. A G G and Stefan Thomas did the same thing to me going into my sophomore year. Like I was the starting will linebacker or, or whatever it was. And like, I had a rough start to camp. I had a great spring, like played a lot as a freshman, rough start to the camp going into my sophomore year. And those two pulled me aside. I was like, yeah, you're starting now, but like, I'll tell Wiss to bench you. Like as long as if you're the cause for losses, like I don't care. Like I like we can be friends off the field, but like, this isn't happening. And I was like, that was like a very like aha moment where you're like, damn, like I really got to figure my shit out. And yeah. even personally, I've like from kids that we'd played with kids before you, like I- I'm not going to name any names, but like, I feel like some kids that we had played with that were very successful younger in their careers could have used that. Maybe they even did have a talk like that, but they just so choose to went to go about ignoring it. I know G and I could probably name four or five kids just off the top of my head currently, but like it's, it's all about the attitude and how you reflect that. Like obviously Gordon has played at that next level. Like if you're going to speak to anyone, it's going to be him. Like you better listen to like he, not only was he a coach, he was also a fantastic player that had came through that same program. So that's like important to not only take everything like with a grain of salt, but also like take a step back from your own self and be like, is he right? Like, is there a reason he's telling me that? Like, I think that's all very important. It's, I'm very happy to see that you have taken it very well and it's still with you for this very moment. Cause I know that there's a ton of regret that I see even from me personally, kind of like getting lackadaisical in my preparation Just even when we were maybe not playing as well as we typically would, et cetera, even seeing other guys just kind of fall under that pressure of like playing really well. And then all of a sudden, they just kind of fell off the face of the earth because we just didn't start playing well and, or, and they got too, like, like G had said, like girls were too big of a priority to them off the field and going out Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday was more important to them than preparing to beat Wagner or one of mm-hmm. these schools, you know? So like, that's super important. I think that, that that's, I'm happy to hear that you're still like, kind of handling that and i'm sure gordon still has plenty to, t- to tell you about in regards to next steps moving forward as well for sure for sure and uh i'm gonna say this now i'm gonna just say it on the pod bro there's so many people like i i don't know your network through and through but bro, there's so many people that I-, I would love for you to tap in friends that play in the league you know what i'm saying that mm-hmm. yo just just to get them their, your give their two cents to you you know what i'm saying something you could probably take going into the yeah. next season you know what i'm saying um mm-hmm. just just another perspective not just my own but all right let's bring it current day now right so we're current day um this past season with the sh- with the short season and you know it, it was still to me like you're almost your most productive i know 2019 was great but I know we only played for what four or five games, but man, like right. from a trajectory standpoint, like if this was the stock market, like it was up, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It was up. So, so talk to me about like was preparation different? Was what do you what do you think factored? What do you think factored into all that? Like just just the success? Was it just was it just a year of experience? Was the some of the some of the the, the, the team growing? You know what I mean? Or did you level up together? Talk to me. What do you think? Um, I think I think it was I think it was both me and me personally, and I think as a team, um, being more comfortable mm-hmm. with each other is is probably uh, one of the main things that that led to my success and and me trusting the offensive lineman, me being closer to to Sokol now is 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 
crazy. And and me, me in quarantine, we had to go through quarantine. I, I'm by myself, and it's like, all right, I gotta I gotta work on my own. I gotta work on my own game in quarantine. It's it's nowhere. It's no gym, so it's like, all right. I gotta go to the field, and and when I'm at the field, it's like, all right, what what have I done in the past that I have not done better? I'm like, all right, okay, I need to work on my speed. So I'm running hills every day, um, trying to get my knees up, so I'm I'm not getting ankle tackled as much as I used to, because that was one of my main things. Is somebody hit me, and I I'm falling. Why? Uh, my legs, my knees not up, and this it's like those things that that I focused on for myself, um, and then. As a team standpoint, me being more comfortable with my teammates and my coaches, my coaches trusting me and giving me the opportunities. They know what I'm good at, and then they know what I when I'm least good at. They try to put me in the best positions to succeed. So I think that was that was probably the main thing. I have a quick question, um, Kev. Before you go into the next one, uh, how open of communication is there with? you and coach Gardner in terms of like, is there ever, you know, you hop on a headset, yo coach G I, I'm seeing this. Um, let's run more of this. Is that a halftime thing? Is that a, we can get on a call right now, right off, you know, right after a drive, like, yo, let's run more OZ, IZ, whatever. The, I, I don't, you know, you know, I'm a defensive guy, but talk to yeah. me. Is it more open communication? Cause I know defensively that was very much it with Wiss when I was playing, he'd say, Hey, like, are we better than these guys? Can we just play man? And we play man like it was on us, yeah. bro. After first drive, we was just like, yeah, play man. We don't need to play zone. They trash. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Like, how did that, how does that go? Not nah, definitely after like the first two possessions of a game, Coach, coach Watkins, the running back coach, will, will come up to me and be like, All right, what, "What we seeing?" Or Coach Gunny will come up to me like, "How you feeling? What you like? And and what what's looking good? What's looking bad?" Like, I'd be like, "All right." Counter's not working right now. We can't, we cannot keep ready counter. I'll be like, all right, they they sitting on the outside zone. We might just gotta, we might just gotta put bull in uh, the two tight ends and, and run inside zone uh, with a D gap read just to wash everybody down. Um, but it, it, me and Coach Gardner, we we would talk at halftime. He would, he would ask me once he come down off the off the skybox and would ask me, all right, what you what you seeing things like that, and I'll tell him. But definitely open communication. He he comes to Marquez and he asked him Marquez asked me like what do I see and how everything looking why he's looking downfield how is it looking up front or something like that so it's definitely open communication word I definitely feel that <laughs> so uh, kind of leading right into my next question here Juju is as far as growth as a player entirely is there maybe something that you personally think and know that you should improve upon I know that you had touched base on speed there uh, briefly, but is there something in particular to your game itself? Maybe, like you had said, um, breaking breakaways more, like working on that a little bit better, uh, getting your knees up so you're not getting ankle tackled, pass protection. Like, is there anything in particular that you think that you have improved upon the most, still looking to improve upon, or anything along those lines in regards to? I'm not trying to give anyways any secrets away here, but nah, uh, definitely just still working on my speed um still trying to still trying to get faster because that plays a big part in game as like i said earlier the speed of the game is different so if i'm if i'm moving faster and, and i and i hit things faster my acceleration has to be better and it's just uh in that aspect of the game is just that is what i'm continuing to try and grow and and grow on um, but one thing that I'm still also trying to grow on is my, my pass game. Well, receiving, I would say, uh, receiving a ball, going out, catching passes is probably one of the things I'm still working on. Um, I like to get in the slot and try that. And, and I think that will help me in the next level, just being versatile. And the, the NFL coaches will see I, I, he can do this and he can do that. Bingo. You know, so that's one of the things. For sure, for sure. That's a fact, bro. You got to be able to do everything. Pass block. I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> pass block is big for them, yo. They'll play because you know how much money yeah. they got wrapped up in a, in a quarterback. So you yeah. better be able to pass block. Yeah. Bro, I remember they used to work on them drills all day. Like, they wouldn't even do running back drills. They was blocking. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I feel like all OTAs and stuff. Well, not OTAs, but more like training camp. I always see. I'm like, damn, yo, when y'all running the ball, they like, well, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, we do that. We've been doing that since we was kids, but we got a pass block. Like, this right. quarterback worth about ten mil this year. Like, mil. Yeah. yeah, like <laughs> right. So, but nah, that's that's dope. And and, and I will say, I'm I'm a stamp it right now too. Like. Catching the ball, put the film on. Whoever is listening, put the film on, man. He, the kid can do it. I done seen the one. I forget what game it was, actually. It was you caught it with your left hand, bro. This might have been 2019. You caught uh, it. Oh, this Mary Mac. This, this year, right? You caught mm-hmm. it with your left hand, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right-handed, correct? Yeah. Right. You caught it with the left, bro. This man put the left foot in the ground, <laughs> cut that thing back up, got vertical. I was like, oh my God, bro. Like <laughs> But again, like a real football person might might like that small intricacy looks so and I, I always say this to you, you gotta make it look easy. You gotta make it, it has to look easy, especially coming from our our level. They wanted to make it, they wanted to see, and you know what I mean by they, they want to see it look like, oh, he oh, this is nothing. Like right. I mean, it's just Saturday, like like what we doing later type you know what i mean yeah, type vibes like that's yeah. how effortless, effortless it looks so in past game you got it bro so so keep stay consistent with that for sure um okay so your first experience with the national playoffs i will say this to you i was very very and i haven't i didn't say this to anybody when I was coaching because I didn't want to like burst your like your bubble or excitement of the moment but it was very um, like a watered down championship that first year when we didn't make it to the playoffs. You know what I mean? I felt like I was like, oh, yeah, it was cool, but man, make the playoffs. Cause and not because I was not the, not because I was hating. I mean, I was part of the staff. I, I'm, I'm an alumni. I want us to win, but it was more so I know y'all, y'all didn't get that experience. Like that experience is a different type of experience. Forget the trophy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to conference? Cool. We shared it. Cool. No, no, no. Going to the playoffs and like having those moments of, I'll say it like this. You know, when you, the NBA team like goes to the playoffs for the first time in like 10 years and like nobody ever made it to the playoffs and they usually l- lose that first round because yeah. they don't know how it feels. They don't know how to like level up. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I wanted that for y'all that first year because I, and I said this to so many people, bro. And I, I, I hope somebody can call in and be like, yo, G did tell me this recruits can matter of fact, recruits can there's parent there's, um, John Woods, uh, father could tell you, I was like, yeah, we're going to win a conference this year. Stamped it, bro. Stamped it. Quinn. Cause these guys I recruited Quinn. I stamped it. I, you guys, his mom, I was like, yeah, we're going to win this year. Cause I already knew like the, 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 the formula was there. You know, mm-hmm. and I would be all the way real with you. I just knew it was more so we had to figure out the quarterback situation as well as the receivers had to like yeah. grow up together mm-hmm. personally. And, and don't get me wrong, the defense too, the defense too. But um, with all that being said, I I just was like, damn, I want them to feel the playoffs because now y'all got a taste. And, I, and I'll be honest, I said this with Fee, him and I were walking back um, after the, the Delaware game, after the loss, and I was like, and I didn't go too deep into it, but I was like, yo, like now they got a taste. Like when you get the taste that that next year, like when we played, man, if you ever go back and like watch the, the 2014 game against Fordham, it's different. Like we coming out a little bit like, all right, like say less, like, all right, the first year I know y'all did y'all thing and, and, and y'all been here, but nah, now we know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know it's good. So it's a little bit, it's more of a, a different confidence and a different swag that you kind of approach it with. So I'm excited for the future. Um, in that regard, but with all that being said, how was your that first experience? And I'm sorry to cut you off, but I thought that was important to note that I, I wanted this for y'all so much, and even more so for y'all to create your own history in a sense of winning our first playoff game. Because I know y'all hear about 2013 and 2014 so much, and I was there, so I know like y'all tired of hearing it because I'm tired of hearing it. I wanted mm-hmm. y'all to be like, all right, but y'all ain't do this. Because records right. and like momentum, that's just supposed to be broken, bro. Like y'all supposed yeah. to create your own history. Like I want, mm-hmm. I, I don't want, I don't want. And he might be mad if I say this, but he knows it's all out of love. Um, I don't want nobody to ever know who Kashada Spence is, bro. <laughs> because he probably don't want nobody to ever remember who Kashada Spence is in a sense. Because somebody else better came. You feel right. me? So that's how I looked at this upcoming year. But go ahead, um, 
how how was the experience? How was Delaware talk to me? Uh, it was fun, very fun. Uh, we got up there on Thursday. We played on Saturday. We got up there Thursday, so we we spent two days, two nights up there, and then just in the hotel as a team was just you know chill. Like you you here now in quarantine. I mean, not in quarantine, but COVID. You you're not with each other no more like you used to be. You can't go in sixty threes and, and be with your friends on like, all day. But when we was there. We we had a man tournament, like we kicking it with the guys on on a Thursday. We just chilling at the hotel, so that 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 part was was more more of a more of a fun thing for me. And then game day came and just all right, it's a, it's a biggest stage. Like uh, we had like five thousand fans or something there, and that's that's a that's like a normal game for us at shoe. So it's just like all right, we've been around this many people before. It's, it's really nothing new, but it's just a different environment. But it, it's an echo. It's, it's loud and bigger stadium. Lights flashing. And it's night. It's a night game. So it's just, it's like all right, like like this. We about to have some fun. And and being there was just crazy. I remember one. It was it was it was late in the second half. Right. I mean, late in the second quarter. Right before uh, we go in halftime. We we backed up. Right before the safety, we were backed up on third down on the one yard line. Me and Marquez is like, we can't hear a word. Like we can't hear anything. The stadium going crazy is loud, and and the stadiums is big, so it's an echo. And just like, all right, I can't hear anything Marquez saying. I'm like, I'm back there in the in the end zone. Like, all right, I'm gonna just wait for everybody to move because I can't hear what he's about to say. So I, I and that and that was that was probably like so it was so fun and so different. That that just just gave me a different perspective on like, all right, now when we play at shoe with everybody back, all right, this ain't nothing like like now we just playing in our backyard. But it is that it, it was definitely a fun experience. And that's what I was getting at, like just how you just how like passionate you were to tell that story. That's what I that's what I wanted for y'all. So after that first year, I was like, damn, this is cool. But nah, like I want y'all to experience that. Mm-hmm. And that I hope you understand, like that's what I meant. Being that, being able not to hear the like ten feet away, I remember to say my 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 boy Dennis, our other safety. I'm like, hey hey, check blue, check blue, and he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, check blue, check blue. Yeah. You know, so those small things, and that's it's a beautiful thing, man. And not everybody gets experience, so I'm I'm happy you got to, to to experience that, bro, for sure. Yeah, I mean, G nailed it on the head there. Both Fordham experiences were were very cool. I mean, even from. Like, I mean, Fordham from Sacred Heart is like 45 minutes away. We got there two days early. Like, the the NCAA put us up in, like, the nicest hotel that we had had gotten for the entirety of the year. We got a police escort. Like, ESPN was ripping, like, jumbotrons. Like, it it was very, very cool relative to just, like, your standard shoe game. And, like, like G had said as well, like, it was definitely a little bit of a culture shock in regards to it being as loud as it was. But even going to the Delaware game, which was was my by far my favorite game that we played against, given the fact that the first play of the game was a 98-yard touchdown run, and then the second play of the game was like a 50-yard reverse that we they had gotten down to like the five-yard line, and Finelli, his freshman year, had like the sickest one-handed pick ever, just to save our season for or save the game from getting too out of hand at that point. We ended up winning 10-7, but. Even like that was one of our first games that had like legitimate TV timeouts where like ESPN was like actually airing the sh- airing the game and all these things. And I hated the TV timeouts for the most part, but like like you like you had both just covered like there's such a difference between playing like Central at home for homecoming, which is great and all, but there's a big step up to playing the the Delawares, the the Fordhams in the national playoff where there's if you so if you win, then you're playing like the North Dakota States. Like you're playing these JMUs, like these programs that like you only hear about in passing. And technically like you wouldn't even think they're in the same division, but they absolutely are. And they, they're very much beatable teams as well. Mm. But even surpassing that, like you guys played great. Like we all had watched the Delaware game. Like it, it is unfortunate how it necessarily had turned out. Uh, obviously, something both defense and offensively we all played great there was a couple mistakes here and there whatever like g had always said it's always in the past but following the season 
and even prior to this game, I believe you had been nominated as a Walter Payton Award finalist. Now you're down to the final three, I believe. Yeah. Was this something that even was in remotely in the realm of your thought process coming into this spring COVID season? Is it almost surreal now? Kind of dive into that in regards to this whole award finalist that you've been nominated for. Uh, it really wasn't in my, like, like I said, when I won the rookie of the year, I didn't come into the season like, all right, I want to win this. But it was, it was just more of like, okay, it can happen. Just keep going. But um, it, it was, it was surreal when, when they told me I, I was final three. Cause last year I was, I was nominated again for finalists. My rookie year, my freshman year, I was nominated for the Jerry Rice, the rookie of, rookie of the year for national. And it was like, all right, they got quarterbacks. They probably going to win, blah, blah. And then I got I got there last year with the Walter Payton, Trey Lance. And it's like, mm, he, he's going to get it. And then, and then but this year is, is just like, all right, like, I can actually win this thing, like, like all right, like hey, I said like I, I'm actually like in the run. I can actually win this thing. And then they told me, they they called me and said I was top three. I'm like all right. I I call I call my dad. He like he like what what shit? Like you you supposed to like? I mean I could have told you that. And then, <laughs> right. And then, and then but then my mom was like I'm so happy for you. But it, that that was just like that was a moment where I, I shared my parents was just like all right, like I'm actually doing something something good and it's like like i like i can actually win this thing bro i gotta bring up your peoples bro just before we go into the, the kind of the wind down question is kind of a speed round um man if if y'all know juju's parents man two beautiful people bro two beautiful souls man like they just they just got great energy bro <laughs> and like definitely definitely support system man this man has a support system for sure. Okay, so with that being said, Juju, let's get into kind of our wind down and some just some quick questions. Uh, you don't got to dive too deep, but I just kind of want to pick your brain, kind of think about the first thing that kind of comes to mind um, and how you feel about this. Um, Kev, we can go back and forth with this, bro. Okay. All right, so here we go. Um, first, uh, was COVID a distraction for you and the team? Like, how kind of how did you handle that? Uh. At first, I think it was, but when we started getting closer to the season, I feel like we we figured it out. It was more of a more of a thing when you when you first got back to school. It's like, man, I still want to play. I still I, I know I, it's I'm in a mode where I'm still I want to do college. I want to play. I want to have my college life. And and once we got close to the season, everybody was like more of a okay i can't i can't do that no more it's it's different circumstances and i think everybody picked up the the thing the things that the coaches were saying and just like you can't you it's certain things now you just can't do and and i think just at first it was but later on like i feel like everybody got the point all right aside from the playoff game the nomination and the NEC championship, what is the most memorable part of the season? Um, it could be a play as well. If it was one play, you was like, whoa, like I did this or something like, are you seeing something? Yeah, it could be that too. Sure, it could be something uh, funny that happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably, it was definitely the freshman on, on our team. Got in trouble. I, did, I don't know if they told you this, Coach G. They the the freshman got in trouble. Coach Dove, Coach Dove, you know Coach Dove walked on the field with his with his his notebook, his little head. Then he came on the field. He everybody taking a knee. He said, "All right, if you went to this party, because he he had the he had the list of the people who had went out to a party. He said, "All right, if you went to a party, stand up. Like six people might have stood up." He like, all right, like he cursing them out uh, on the line. Pioneer Reminders, boom, we did Pioneer Reminders for a good five, ten minutes. Get back to get back to take a knee. He like, all right, I'm gonna ask y'all this one more time. Who went out to the party? 
Like four more people stood up, and he just started cursing him out, cursing him out, and then, and then what? And then that? And then he said, "Is there anybody else?" And then one kid said, "Howard, stand up!" He said, and then everybody just started going crazy. It was like, "Yo, what are you doing? You liar!" Blah blah. Like, it, man, that it was probably one of the craziest things. Everybody kept calling. It wasn't. It wasn't funny, like for him, but like. Everybody just kept calling this kid a rat, but everybody was like joking just because he snitched on his like his friend. He was like, "You was there with me, like stand up," but he stood up. But that that was probably like the funniest thing. I wanted to get that in the rings, in the ring, in the championship rings. Uh, Coach No said, "If you went out, stood up, stand up," and I wanted to put that on the inside of the ring. But Coach No fan won't remind the freshman of that horrible time. This is that's hilarious, bro. And I and I like that you wanted to throw that in the ring because that's that's. That, see, that's something that's like beautiful. After like a, a successful season, um, mm-hmm. that's something that you can down the road. Y'all gonna laugh about, bro. Like, there's stories like that that Kevin and I laugh about to current day when we see our friends for like it might it might be a year or two years past, and then we might see them in a different city in San Fran or wherever the case may be, and we laugh about moments like that. So that's beautiful, bro. I remember so, there was one time, same thing. Freshmen would go out to the sports page on Thursday nights for dollar beers. Mind you, that the beginning of the season, the seniors of the team said it was okay for the freshmen to go if they didn't play. Mm-hmm. So I did not go. Everyone else did for the most part. This is the week that we lost to Wagner, and a bunch of shit went down that weekend. And basically, Nof was just pissed that we lost our first game for that season. Same thing. I got lists here. Someone told every, told me everyone that was at the, the, the bar that Thursday night, whatever. So... All it's this is only freshmen though, so only freshmen are there, and I'm on the line like everyone else is on the line because it's just like, dude, like we just got to suck it up and get this over with. And he was like, I can't believe all of you were on the line. Like, some of you were actually playing. Like, how dare you even bother going out? Blah blah blah. Like all this shit. And he he's like, he pulls aside like me, I think Rents and uh, I think it might have been Cootie who was playing at the time too. And he was like. He's like, this is why you three are going to be leaders of this team. Like, your names were not on the list. Like, and I was like, I think I might actually have gone, but whoever <laughs> darked it out just like completely, I guess, just eliminated my name. And I was like, shit. Like, I just, I kind of ratted myself out, but in the same way, it just kind of turned back around. It was like a positive for me. I was like, whatever, dude. And I just kept going yeah, on my day. I was like, wow, that was terrible. I can't relate. <laughs> I wasn't going out, bro. Straight up. Um, I do have a, qu- a trivia question question for you, real quick. In the inside of our rings, twenty fourteen. Do you know what was engraved on the inside? This is like I I don't know if it ever the thought or the 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 story has been passed down, but there's something that's engraved in the inside of our rings in twenty fourteen. And oh, I thought it was twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, yes, the yes, 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 yes. ring is the championship trophy. You're right. 2013, Juju. Do you know what it says? It's it's an abbreviation for something that was very important in pop culture and to our team at the moment. Do you know? Was it um Drake? It was Drake, wasn't it? Wasn't it Drake? Ooh, um, okay. Think about the album that dropped in 2013. Oh man, I'm trying to think. I know. I know it's Drake. It's, it's uh, his face with no. Was it back background. to back? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't back to back. No, it was. Oh man, I know it. I like uh, that you noticed though. Like you right there. <laughs> it, it's something, Drake. I just can't. It's so, on my time. so it was. It was interesting. It was. Um, nothing was the same. So NWTS was put on yep. the inside because that year we were picked last in the conference for preseason and that's when started from the bottom that was that album so we end up putting nwts because nothing was the same from that moment like recruiting wise nothing was the same 2014 we ended up winning we got a new locker room we got new jerseys like this is kind of the momentum of sacred heart you know as much as people always tell us like oh you guys started this like yeah cool and all like y'all got that shit now first and foremost so keep holding it down but yeah bro nothing was the same man like and we just threw that in there. And then Doobie and I actually, the receiver, yeah, you know Doobie. I'm saying like, you don't mm-hmm. know Doobies. Yeah, he, he, we were like, yo, let's put that in there. And Coach was like, you want that? We were just like, yeah. <laughs> so when people saw it, they were like, bro, like that was kind of fire that yeah. you did for sure. But um, okay, so here we go. Any pregame rituals that nobody knows about? 
Um, I call my parents before that. Before you know how we go out and then come back in. I call my I call my I call my parents. I FaceTime them. They might be in the stands, but or if they watching from home, I, I FaceTime them. They they on the iPad, so they both in the camp. So I, I FaceTime them, and then my dad would just tell me something before the game, and just, they both just say, "Go have fun," and then just go play. And that's that's one thing I my mom makes me do now. Now that it's COVID, now I can't go see them before the game, but as that, it was definitely something I started in, in high school doing. Gotcha. Favorite pregame meal or just meals in general, maybe? Um, pregame? If we playing in the morning, I honestly eat a lot of oatmeal. Like, I mean, good. not in the morning, um, 2 o'clock. If the, if the game's at 2 or 12 or whatever. And we have the pregame breakfast. I I eat I eat oatmeal just because it started to be nasty, but it makes me shit. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like I that's get, facts I get, though. I get the nerves, and it's like, all right, I need something. This is going to fill me up, but also it just right. gonna make me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's that's definitely a pregame meal. I, I eat a lot. Word, word. I'm a big oatmeal guy myself, bro. Straight up, like I yeah. love oatmeal. Okay. Um. Is there anyone in the NFL that you like to watch to add small aspects of their game to your own current day? I, I'm sure there's people back in the day, like for me back in the day, Marshall Falk, because I used to play running back was my guy, Tyron Matthew, you know what I'm saying? I try to like really model my game after, but current day, is there anybody that you like, um, that you kind of like to, you know, take bits and pieces of their game? A couple years ago, Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Just now he's, he's falling off to me. I, I don't like to watch no more. But um Le'Veon Bell was was probably one of my one of my favorites, I can say, of, of all time now. Just just cause it's 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 so different. Like how he how he is so patient is just so different. And I try to get better and better at that. And and I'll I'll hear my dad in the stands like cause he knows it. So I, I can hear my dad in the stands, the only person I can hear. And he's like, yo, patience and it's like, all right. Mm, go and it, yeah. it's just it's something I, I just try to get better at and that's and he like i said before he's versatile he can catch he can do it all if you haven't seen julius chestnut play the jump cut game is different like <laughs> this man will be standing straight up literally jump behind the lineman with his hand on the lineman's back and then bang he's just gonna cut in a hole and it's like on a 45 degree angle in the direction you didn't expect to happen but he's he's peeping it so I definitely feel that that's very Le'Veon Bell esque um, with that with that whole ability that you have. Do you play video games? I do. And what's your favorite game? Game of preference, Madden probably. If I'm playing with my friends, is definitely GTA. Wow. Because it's just because when when you were your friends and you play GTA, my friend, my friend, one of my friends, he has a playlist and. Well, he makes a different playlist, and we just do it. And I swear we'll be on a game for like four hours and not even notice. And, but if I'm playing by myself, it's definitely Madden. But playing with friends, GTA by far. I like that. I'm a big GTA fan. FIFA and GTA are my favorite games. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, if you had to pick one teammate to start a football team with, um, who'd you pick and why? A- any position. Um, Just because I got... I, I feel like I would have the offensive side. I would choose DeAndre, DeAndre Bird, just on the defensive side because he's a leader, first of all, and yeah. he knows football. You know what I'm saying? Like, I last night it's two in the morning. I, I'm I'm scrolling on TikTok. I I sent him a video and and then he texts me back. I'm like, why are you up? He sends me a picture. He's watching film. I'm like, dude, like like stop, like relax a little bit. Like, are right, we done? <laughs> take a break. We we haven't been a week yet. Like, take a little break and is like so. Like, I feel like it's probably DeAndre just because I would feel like I have the offensive side. And he would just take over the defensive side. That's funny you say that, bro. Um, that's very much Shadi and I's relationship. A lot of people don't know this. We've shared it before. Him and I. It was the first day of spring ball going before the twenty thirteen season or maybe twenty fourteen, but no, it was twenty thirteen season. I think. Actually, we were up playing NCAA football until two in the morning. We had practice at six. Mm. 
but we were just so ready for practice that next morning and so ready to like tap in and like, yo, it's time, bro. Like we, we got to level up. Like we got to get right. And we both had great first days and like weren't tired, but it's something about certain people who just like love the game that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That they really don't phase them. So, and I, yo, a big fan of DeAndre, bro. Big fan of his game. He had a hell of a game at Delaware. Like the kid was all over the place. But again, again, great person. Yeah. Great person. So great number. Yeah. Shout out to 42. Also, I can guarantee you Sokol's going to be pretty pissed with that answer, Juju. Oh, oh definitely. Sorry. Hey, one thing you're going to have to learn, you can't please everybody, bro. Uh-huh. In, in life, in life, bro. Like, you can't. There's always going to be somebody. Final question here, or one of the final questions. Is there any bigger fan of you than your own mother? Probably my grandmother. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I was thinking of somebody, it's somebody next. Definitely probably my grandmother. She She is so... She's so superstitious. She didn't come to a game this year. She stop playing. That's elite. That's elite commitment. <laughs> That's elite commitment, she, Grandma. She was like, she like, mm, he had 150 yards this game. Do I come to this game? She, she, she kept telling my mom, and my mom like, hey, do what you want. She like, nah, I'm gonna stay home. So she has a game set on every TV in the room. So if she got to go to the kitchen real quick, she, she, the TV order there. And yeah, it's it's probably my grandmother. Okay, so that's all we got, man. That's all we have. Um, any last words? Uh, shout outs. Anybody you want to shout out? You know what I mean? Uh, like, go ahead. It's your time. Uh, I want to thank y'all for having me. First of all, yeah, bro. Of course, cool of course, man. Um, shout out everybody, man. The team, family. You know what I'm saying? My dudes definitely pops. Uh, they definitely gonna watch this. Um, everybody, man, this it's all love, man. I appreciate it. Yo, of course, of course. Real quick, where can people follow you? Kind of just you know share your journey as you go through it. Any is there any social that they can kind of check you out on? Uh, definitely Twitter at Julius Chestnut, um, Instagram at J dot Chestnut Seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Um. Everybody listening, man, please subscribe, leave a review, keep following. We have so many more people uh, coming on the podcast. Very excited. But we had to get our man, Julius Chesson, on here. Um, again, like we said earlier, just a great person overall um, and super fun to be around. Man, I can't wait till the next time we could just link up. Uh, obviously, COVID has kind of been had like a hitch in a lot of that. But even just seeing you from afar at um well no we got to chop it up after the game which is awesome and it was three minutes bro but it was just Uh like dang man it was it was it was it was it was very like fulfilling just to be back around the team you know just from my experience of coaching and then that year being away um Mm -hmm. it was different man but again y'all uh thanks for listening and um i'm out of here peace and blessings y'all peace Peace. shout out coach (laughs) fake